Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Tune in as we share stories of triumph, resiliency, and healing. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamili Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Hi, guys. Welcome back for another episode of the Beauteous Me podcast. This is such a totally different episode from what we've talked about in the past. We are going to talk about overeating and food and the root causes. Oh my God, so excited. We have an RN, Susan Neal, who has a master's in health science and an MBA. She lives her life with a passion to help others improve their health. After suffering a health crisis, she became an author and health coach to provide others with the tools they needed to heal their bodies and reclaim their ideal weight. Susan, Thank you so much for being here. I want you to tell us a little bit about your story on your health crisis and what motivated you to really help so many people struggling with this. Wow. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, nine years ago when I was 49, actually it's 10 years ago now. Wow. I uh, had a cavity that I had to have a tooth crowned. And little did I know that was the beginning of me losing my health. Over the course of the next nine to 10 months, I didn't know the tooth was becoming abscessed, but it did. I ended up having 10 medical diagnoses and two surgeries. So I went from being healthy and an okay weight to, you know, I could barely get out of bed and I was just craving sugars, carbs, and alcohol. And I, I lost my health. When, when I turned 50, I was just like, it, it was gone. I was very unhealthy and I had three different doctors and I just had to take lots of steps into my own hands as well to help me with healing my body. Wow. So I was looking at all of your content and on your website and guys, you, I will definitely leave you the website link. Susan will leave it for you, but you have so many things to offer, but I felt like for the purpose of today, I want to talk about the top four root causes of overeating. And I want to talk about food addiction, especially during this pandemic, we're finding ourselves either overworked because you're working remotely. And so it's just easy to like mindlessly pick and eat or the stressors with having younger kids, or even if you're a essential worker and you're, you've been working throughout this whole time. The most I see is people complaining, complaining, complaining. Other people are like, Oh, I'm getting healthy during the pandemic, but I really want to talk about the top four root causes of overeating. Okay. Okay. And um, I'll tell you what led me to write the books, which you asked with the previous question was because I had lost my health and then I regained it. I wanted to help people to do the same because our bodies were created to heal just like a cut heal. So if we give it the right foods and nourish it, our body naturally helps heals and goes to our optimal weight. However, to be able to do that, we have to figure out like what a root cause may be. Mm -hmm. And so initially I wrote um, seven steps to get off sugar and carbohydrates. Currently it's a number one Amazon bestseller. And I wrote it to help my sister because she became gluten sensitive. And it was like, Susan, help me get off of uh, 
you know, wheat and, you know, everything with gluten. So I wrote the seven steps. She got off. She did great. The next year she had rosacea. And it's like, how do I get off and of the sugar and same steps. So I was like, these, these are really helpful. She lost 40 pounds, joints, quit aching, et cetera. So I wrote the book and within the book, there's also, you have to figure out your root cause and is the root cause of food addiction you want to talk about? Is it a candida overgrowth? Mm. That's what I had because with the abscess tooth, when they went to do the root canal, I had two weeks of an antibiotic, two weeks of a steroid. It wrecked havoc on my gut. It wiped out all the good probiotics and a yeast called candida overgrew. And many times when women, you know, have a, um, take antibiotics, they might have a vaginal yeast infection. Well, this was just in your gut. And candida is like a parasite and it likes to eat sugar, carbs, and alcohol. And you can't control it. It is like- Susan, I feel like you're talking to everyone right now during the pandemic, sugar, carbs, and alcohol. It is. So many people don't know if they have this. So I created a quiz. It's called candyquiz.com, C-A-N-D-I, candyquiz.com to figure out, you can go on there and figure out whether you might have this bug in your gut like I did. Yeah. Okay. And then the third reason is an emotional issue. Mm -hmm. Do you have unforgiveness in your heart? Do Do you suffer trauma? abuse. Uh, So, you know, is there some type of generational bondage um, following the habits of your, you know, your parents with unhealthy eating or or whatever it may be? So is there emotional connection? So on my book, I get into, um, you know, healing, healing, cleaning out your emotions. Mm. We got to clean out the pantry, refrigerator, freezer, and your emotions. Mm. And then the next root cause is stress eating. And I know we've been doing that. <laughs> yeah. <can't> <laughs> now you wanted to know more about food addiction. So with food addiction, um, how you would know that you are a food addict is, um, and you can go to the resource page on my website, susanuneal.com, N-E-A-L, Susan Uneal. And there is a quiz you can take for food addiction under the resources link. So, but with a food addiction is when you try and stop and you repeatedly and unsuccessfully are able to stop. You can't stop eating in a manner that you, you don't want to eat this way, but you can't stop yourself. Mm -hmm. That could be a food addiction. And with a food addiction, if you see the food, then dopamine releases in your brain from the same receptors that opiate drugs release from. So it's, it's an addiction. And dopamine is the feel-good neurohormone that releases when we uh, walk, when we hug a loved one, when we have sex, when we eat delicious foods. I mean, we, you know, there's good ways and bad ways to get our dopamine. So if you realize that you have a food addiction, then 
you want to get your dopamine in a positive way. Okay, instead of that, instead of eating that, I'm going to go just walk, walk down the block and back. I'm going to get some sunshine and breathe. I, you know, I'm going to do yoga, whatever it may. I'm going to hug my pet to get your dopamine in a positive way. Susan, I'm just here nodding because I'm like, I feel like Susan, just if we're recording this episode for me. I'm being a little selfish right now. <laughs> Not with the food addiction piece, but when we t talk about like the root causes and people who um, binge eat or people who um, go through the different extremes of, of dieting so they can do well and they're focused at one period of the time, then emotionally something happens and then they're back down. So it's this yo-yo and in essence, like yo-yo dieting, um, yo-yoing with their emotions. So when things are good, you're focused, you're, you're meal prepping, you're working out, et cetera, then things are not really feeling that good. So you're just like, whatever, I want this cookie. I want this cake. I need this bottle of wine. I need to go out with my friends. And then when going out with your friends and the carbs and the bread looks good, et cetera. Let's, let's, get, let's dive into that because I think a lot of people think of, well, I could focus on my dieting, but if we don't talk about the emotional, the trauma, the intergenerational trauma, the bondage, et cetera, we also create like this yo-yo flow within us where it's not consistent, where your messaging is to like, let's stop this. These are, these are the tools and techniques that I can give you to stop this. But people think that they, because they start, go down, it's, it's like this ebb and flow effect. Right. So I wrote a second book called Christian study guide for seven steps to get off sugar and carbohydrates, because I found that a lot of my readers needed emotional healing mm. and I had to have emotional healing from, um, abuse from my past. And so I needed to forgive my perpetrator and you know what we life is tough. We all have our wounds. Yes. We all have our trauma. Whatever abuse, whatever anger, unforgiveness that you harbor in your heart, those negative emotions are like chains around us. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we need to break free of those chains and forgive and heal and when we do, we can break the chains of the bondage of how we are connected with food emotionally. Mm -hmm. And how do we do that? We, we have to go to the Lord and um, we have to ask for his feel, healing. We have to forgive. We unfortunately need to go back to our past and remember. And, um, I, I suggest if you're doing that to go and seek counseling while you're doing that and to get to the point to where you can forgive and you can move on. And sometimes if you can't, I I've, I've had points where I can't forgive. And so I ask God to help me forgive. Mm-hmm so that it's supernatural. And uh, so I, I wrote that Christian study guide to walk people through step by step. Is this a sin, a generational bondage from your past? 
that's, you know, handed down from generation to generation. And how can we stop that? Um, is it, you know, abuse? Is it something else? And so it, it just walks you through the different steps to do that. Yes. Susan, I think you kind of touched on something which was interesting is uh, the dopamine factor when it comes to sugar and carbs and alcohol and the feel good aspect, right? But with this world, um, we're taught even trauma related or situational is that um, we overfeed our kids. We start from let's let's think about infancy. Okay, a baby's crying. You're not understanding what's wrong with the baby, whether you have to change the baby. The baby might be experiencing their own um, reactions to whatever womb trauma they had with the parent being angry, upset, depressed, whatever the situation was. And so we feed the baby and then we feed more. And then, uh, you know, a child is still learning their brain functioning with wanting things and, and, and um, immediate gratification. We think about Freud and et cetera. And so we feed there. Uh, we reward with cupcakes and parties and ice cream and McDonald's and celebrations. And so we learn it from those aspects. We learn um, even I, I think of, you know, therapists and clinicians. Sometimes we have candy in our office to kind of open up, to have the kids open up and kind of talk and, and give them something to kind of entertain themselves. So here we go. More sugar. Then we move on into adulthood where we're, we realize it's like, oh, this sugar is deeper. It's in bread. It's in alcohol. It's in, you know, almond, almond butter, everything, everything, which kind of sucks. But, <laughs> we, you know, we learned about that. But we've been so taught from inception to now to be rewarded with treats and bakeries and sweets and goods, et cetera. And so how do we work on that not having a sugar addiction and, and knowing how that kind of impacts us when this has been something for such a long time? Well, step one is to decide. And step two is to gain knowledge. Mm -hmm. So when you gain knowledge and you understand this, okay, this is my issue then you 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 can deal with it. It's like, okay, I understand what's happening here. And so I need to remove all the temptations from my cupboard and my refrigerator. Mm -hmm. If I remove the temptations and they're not there, then I'm not going to see them mm -hmm. where the dopamine starts to be already released because they've done MRI images of a cocaine addict and a sugar addict. And the same receptors in the brain are lighting up with imaging. Yeah. So, okay. So you understand this. So, okay. So it's removed from your home. You don't have it there. You're not going to have the temptations. Then you are craving it. Okay. So I am going to go get my dopamine in another way. And you figure out, you have your tactics. You have to, you have to be prepared. You have to have your battle tactics. You could put a, a Bible verse on your uh, pantry door or on your refrigerator door to fight it. Mine was don't drink too much wine for many evils lie along that path. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to speak that out loud. Um, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go pet my dog. I'm going to get a food that is healthy, but 
curbs the sweet tooth. Okay. Uh, Like I get 70% uh, chocolate. I melt it. I put a bunch of nuts and seeds in there. I make little cookies dropped onto a wax paper. Those are delicious. They're nutritious, very satisfying. I'll get a green apple with almond butter and make sure the almond butter doesn't have sugar in it. (laughs) And I'll slather that almond butter all over that. That is absolutely delicious. I'll get my Greek yogurt that has, you know, no sugar added to it. I'll pile it up with a bunch of berries and whipped cream and um, little slivered almonds. That is healthy and nutritious. I mean, you can eat well. And you're eating, you know, bountiful from the garden, then the processed food that's stripped of its nutrients and does, isn't good for us. So you can curb the sweet tooth with good, nutritious, slightly sweet because of their fruit, mm-hmm. but not super added sweet. And after you get off the sugar, you go back to that sugar-laden coffee drink and you're like, oh my gosh, that is so sweet or whatever, soft drink or whatever it was. And it's so sweet. You don't even like it anymore. I think your body also tells you when it's time to change and, and it's we're creatures of habit and change is hard. And so our bodies will tell us certain things. And I, and I know for me, um, alcohol it, it it doesn't, my stomach is not happy with it. I have a glass of wine and my stomach is bloated. My stomach, like I, my body just doesn't feel the same way. I'm bloated. I'm gassy. It, it, the sugar in the wine really bothers me. Sugar in mixed drinks really bothers me. And so I, 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 I tell myself all the time, you know, it's, it's that spiritual warfare that you have as you want to go out, you want to socialize, you want to have something. Um, my body's always like, hey, Jamili, when are you going to learn your lesson here? Uh, we don't like this. Our stomach doesn't feel right. You can't sleep at night just with that one glass of wine. Your stomach is feeling, and then you're more hungry the next day. Jamili. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I'll just ignore that. Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote another book called Healthy Living Journal to help people just like that, where we're trying to figure out, we're tracking our eating, we're tracking our habits, figuring out what's causing us to feel bad. In what way? Is it our mood? Is it our emotions? Are we irritable? You you know, and because food affects us like that. And then, so then you can go back and cull out the culprits of, of what is causing us to, for me, it was dairy. Oh my gosh. With dairy, I had so much congestion, sinus congestion. I'd have to have a cough drop at night. I got off dairy. I didn't need my steroidal nasal spray. I didn't need cough drops. I mean, all my congestion went away. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to figure out what, what is not what your body doesn't like and you need to avoid it. It's And I think also fi- not only figuring out, but listening and paying attention because I figured it out. Am I consistent with it? <laughs> no, this is why my stomach's like, Jamili. <laughs> so, you, so you need to find an alternative, yeah. you know, an alternative, you know, maybe you just ask for um, some, you know, Perrier water, Perrier water with the lime. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, 
you know, an alcoholic beverage, but that, you know, maybe that won't affect you that way. It, it definitely won't, but, um, it's, 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 you're right. You have to listen and you have to kind of find, um, what it is that it, that's impacting us and how food really, um, there's so many articles. And I think culturally we don't pay attention to some things that if you think about in the Latino culture, food is embedded in us. Food is important. You share meals, it's community, it's, um, healing, if you will. And so learning different ways to um, understand food and to heal our bodies is important because when we are paying attention where we're not aching, where we have natural energy because we've laid off of whatever certain things, your body feels great. But then because culturally, when we're going back to our roots and well, I'm going to have this, or I'm going to have this, or we haven't dealt with our emotions, you know, we, we end up with this like Yin yang. I think um, it's important for us to pay attention to our cultures and maybe um, I've seen so many people like on Instagram who try to change the dynamic of cultural eating into a healthier version. So you like soul food, but we can have a healthier version of this. You like your, your Spanish food, there's healthier versions or there's vegan versions or there's um, less processed versions or just throwing in more vegetables, etc. Right. If you just make the white rice, brown rice, right. that's so much healthier. Mm-hmm. And if you just eliminate the wheat, yeah. just because it's such a processed food today, um, and most people are gluten sensitive and don't even realize it. Uh, so you just avoid those two things and they become healthy. Yeah, absolutely. So Susan, do you have any um, tools for any more tools? Cause I know you have so many, especially on your website on just breaking this bondage um, for our listeners. Yeah. So, uh, this year with the pandemic and all, I created a course, uh, seven steps to reclaim your health and optimal weight and the purpose, uh, and it's on my website, Susan, you kneel And the purpose of this is to resolve one of the four root causes. Mm. So it's to help you identify if you have food addiction, a candida infection, an emotional issue, or stress eating, and to resolve the root cause. Because if you resolve the root cause and you get your normal palate, your normal appetite back, Mm. it's not a battle. It's like, I'm, I don't need that glass of wine. I, I don't need, I'm not, I'm not craving that dessert. I, I, I don't need it. I'll, you know, I'll have a banana instead. Mm-hmm. You know, So I really believe that you have to resolve the root cause. And once you resolve the root cause, it's like, oh, now I have my self-control because before that all of us would stop. You know, if we had that self-control, but, but, um, I understand I, I couldn't stop eating it until I killed the candida in my gut. Mm. I love it. And I'm so grateful that you have so many positive and powerful tools and resources on your website, guys, you have to check it out. Susan, S U S A N U N E A L.com. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and also in the past year, I wrote a book about gluten sensitivity called solving the gluten puzzle. Yes. I think that one's important. I have a lot of friends on my social media who are gluten sensitive and um, 
have posted on their journeys on trying to find meals, et cetera. But it's interesting. Yeah, that gut health is so important. Susan, is there anything else that you can share with our listeners and where can they find you? Well, I do have a, another quiz. It's called glutenintolerancequiz.com. And uh, like the candy quiz, both of those quizzes are on the front page of my website. And that helps you determine if you might have gluten sensitivity because 10% of the population does. So, but I am a health and wellness coach. If I can help, oh, I know, please join my Facebook group. I love my Facebook group. It's free, seven steps to get off sugar, carbs, and gluten. You can connect with me there. I answer everybody's questions. We're all a big family trying to make positive lifestyle changes together. I love that. Love it. Love it. Susan, thank you so much for spending your time with us um, to have this important conversation. You are one of our unique guests because I thought it was important for us to address really the stress eating, food addiction, and the root causes, especially since we talk so much on this podcast about healing, trauma, um, adverse adversities, etc. So thank you so, so much. I'm really excited about this topic. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope this episode fed your soul. Please be sure to download new episodes. You can also head on over to rate, review, and subscribe. For more updates, find us at www.iambeauteousme.com or on Instagram at iambeauteousme. Don't forget to use the hashtag beauteousmepodcast for your feedback.